I think sometimes we forget or you get involved in the franchise sales process so much that sometimes franchisors, especially emerging franchisors, they overlook the importance of the human connection. So in FranX, we're going to dive into how much does a human connection impact franchise sales? I think everyone can see our good friend Nick is on vacation this week. And Nick did try to get on, but I think his Wi-Fi. But better than Nick, we have Dawn Abamondi. Dawn's the vice president of SMB Franchise Advisors. She's a Franxer, and I think one of the perfect people uh, really to have this conversation with today, Dawn. I wish we were live and in person at your office instead of <laughs> doing this remote. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So Don, let, let's set this up because I think, especially for the emerging brands and the startups, I think everyone gets caught up in sort of formalities, a very formal website. Sometimes you'll see um, on the website um, featured information about what our royalties are, or what our estimated startup expenses are. But sometimes I think what's missing is that human interaction, that human connection, and I'm going to throw it out there, but Don, overall, as you're approaching franchise sales, as you're working with franchise brands, how much do you think that human connection makes a difference? Well, it's huge. And I know that you guys talk about trade shows all the time, so I don't want to go into that. But that is one way that you get to meet the people in person. Um, because like you said, the website, the marketing materials, I'm a huge proponent of communication on, on digital platforms and in print. Um, but being able to talk to the people and find out what's in their mindset, what is their background, hearing them talk about why they want to go into a new business is something you can never understand or really learn from an email or a text exchange or even a, a questionnaire that they fill out, whether it's online or it's, you know, a, a long, it used to be paper, but now they're PDFs, you know, fillable PDFs. Every single franchisee is going to be that person representing the brand in the local community. So being able to talk to them and hear why they're doing this and how they're going to approach it for the franchise or especially for the emerging brands where your reputation and your brand is on the line picking those first few franchisees is more critical than, you know, franchisee number 76. You know, Don, I, we, um, it was really a mindset shift for me. I was um, speaking with Lisa Welko and, and I think we actually did a webinar and Lisa made a point about no one ever wants to buy a, fran a, bit, a franchise. They want to buy a business. And I think that's missed so often. And, and if you take the mindset of what brought this person to this point, right? Whether it's a pain point, a life event, that they do want to buy a business, but also to focus on what that means for them and how you could help them get there. I mean, I overuse this term a lot, but I feel like it can supercharge the sales process. Yeah, I supercharge. I think that's, you know, <laughs> you can see how excited they are about it because, um, you know, depending on what they're talking about, how did they get to the point where they're talking to you? Were they, did they see something online? Did they 
hear from a consultant who was saying, oh, I think you'd be great at this brand before the, the founder or the sales development manager is talking to that candidate. I think they need to understand kind of where they're coming from and why they want to do it. So yeah, buying a business, I think in my mind, I think of that as kind of an existing ongoing concern. And that's what my husband and I did when we became franchisees, we bought a 20 year old business and it was different than being in a, you know, a startup franchisee because there was already a team in place there. The store was already fitted out. We already had equipment. Of course we had issues that we had to deal with because old equipment and old staff, you know, not old people, but you know, they already, they were already set in their ways. So we kind of had to get in there and, and reinvent the way we ran the business. But for that startup franchisee, who's walking into something new, they are going to put a little bit of, of their take on it. Um, especially with a not, you know, not fully established brand. Um, and so having the founders be able to kind of talk to them about that is just, you know, beyond valuable to that, to that future success yeah. of the franchisee and, and the brand itself. And, and I think for the um, startup emerging brands, right, where you don't have a ton of franchisee val validation, your franchise buyers, they're buying that relationship with you as a leader. Oh, yeah. They want to follow that pathway, right? And then we get into brand story and the why you, why now. But more than anything else, you know, I, I was speaking with a client, actually a mutual client, and she she and you've done a great job with her, and she's done a great job with she's working on her website and reworking on it. And the one thing that struck me is a lot of franchisors start off with the products and services and why their business is great. But then you really see they get to the next level when they talk about why they started the business, what it means to their family. Mm -hmm. And I think that builds that human connection and that interaction with the franchise buyers. Yeah. You're, you're really, I think as the founder, you're leveraging your, your trust in that relationship with the person you're speaking to, they have to feel comfortable with you because they are investing probably their life savings or pretty, pretty close to it um, in this new business. And, you know, you want them to be able to do everything that they can, but finding out from the founder and then from the franchise candidate, you know, kind of why you're going into it. Is it because you hate your corporate job and you don't want to work for somebody else? Or is it that you want to give 16, 17 and 18 year olds their first job in the local community and kind of get them to the point where they become, you know, great employees or great business owners in the future. Um, you have no idea why people want to go into it. So I think talking to them and having an engaging conversation, you can learn so much more by having that personal interaction. Right. You mentioned the personal relate, the personal reasons, community impact, business goals, right? So those are all valid motivators and, and things you should be listening for. I, I think all things being equal, two businesses in the same industry, comparative metrics. I mean, I think it's an easy statement to say the one that makes the personal human connections, the one that's going to win, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if you're going to open a coffee shop, right? I was a coffee buyer for a while. If I was going to open up a coffee shop and I I want it to be like me, I want it to be a place where I feel comfortable going every day, where I'm going to be proud of the product I'm serving to the customers. And 
I don't know, coffee is a personal relationship too. I mean, if you don't get the right, and I, I do drink coffee every day for those people who, who don't, but you know, if it's not right, the whole day is ruined the whole day, you know? Um, so yeah. Why are they doing it? I mean, you're right. Coffee is coffee is coffee, but not entirely. It's how do people feel when they walk in the door? How do they feel when they leave? What do they tell people when they, you know, are asked, Oh, where should I go? Where should I go to meet a friend of mine who's coming into town? I have not been in this town. You know, um, I think those things really, really matter. And it, it doesn't have to be coffee. Although I do. No, I, Don, I, right. Don, I like, so what, what you're touching on really hits for me because I'm a big fan of Big B coffee and I haven't had their coffee, which I plan to one day, but their leadership team. Yep. Right. And when they talk about their culture and their mission, they're discussing everything that you just brought up, right? The impact they make on the everyday lives of their customers and, and what that service means. And when you look at, which again, I am super big fan of them. You look at their culture and I got to imagine if I wanted to buy a franchise, I'd consider Big B and it's 95% because of that culture and because right. of that leadership team. And ironically, even though I haven't looked at the numbers yet, I know based on that human interaction with that management team, those numbers are going to be good. And when right. I see them, I am going to be satisfied and they're going to be very competitive. And I think that's where that human connection comes from, which is for me, what's great about it's always interesting how you connect the dots when we have these live streams. If you focus on that human connection and you do it in a genuine way, I think the only way you could be genuine is if you have everything else lined up. Your point being, if we have Don's coffee franchise or Big B coffee, you can't have a genuine human connection unless you're really focused on the human connection with your customers, you know, your brands, you know, your mission, everything aligns. Right. Somebody said it yesterday on the call on a call about developing your franchise in your local community that you have to be the mayor of your community and and to represent the brand, right? You have to be out there not, you know, hugging hugging moms and kissing babies and stuff like that, but you know, you have to really engage with people and get them to to come in. Um I think it's it's about caring about people. Um, and caring about what you do, right? You could go and do whatever you want. I was, um, you know, thinking about when we make decisions on what we do every day, you know, and somebody said, oh, I'd be really horrible at that because it's the thing that I don't like to do. So if you were a franchisee or you're a franchise candidate and you're thinking about, you know, investing in your own business, don't pick something you don't care about and don't pick a brand that you don't care about because you won't treat it with, the respect and, and care and concern that it needs in order to make it work. So I think to your point, you know, you don't know what the numbers say for, for Big B, but you, you trust that they are good because of the relationships that you've heard about and the videos that you've seen and the testimonials and talking to the, the leadership team there. Yeah. And I, I think you hit the heart of it, right? I think the best term is caring, right? Caring about the franchisees yeah, for in, sure. in a genuine way how do you demonstrate that through your actions in the franchise sales process? Don, I, the, you probably have been to more franchise shows 
as a professional than anyone, right? So there's some interesting insights there. When you do, when you are at the shows and you see the connections and prospective buyers who are interested in the conversations they're engaged in, what are those human elements they're looking for or the, the, the human issues they're talking about or what they're interested in? Like, not at the superficial level, but like what deep down are these conversations really about? Well, it could be, it could be anything. I mean, I, I'm usually not talking to franchise candidates because we're not there from that perspective. At the very, very first show that I went to, though, I represented the brand as the the salesperson, right? The the founder couldn't walk away from their business for three days to be at the Javits Center. And so, you know, I didn't know the brand as well as the founder did, but listening to what the candidates, this is my perspective of it, listening to what the candidates are seeking is more important almost than telling them, you know, what does the brand do? How much does it cost? What is the ongoing royalty? How long is the term? Because the, that's the opportunity for the founder, I think, to really kind of hear why the person is going to do it. If it's just about making money, then they're probably not the right fit for your brand. And so you're never going to get that if you just talk about, you know, how great your products are, or how much margin you can make, um, or what the hours of operations are, whatever the story is, you know, I think it's listening to why they're, why they're coming in. Um, to, to invest in the business and to start up their own business. Maybe it's because their parents have told them they always had to be their own boss and they had to own their own business in order to, you know, truly find happiness. But entrepreneurship and owning your own business is not for everyone. It's not easy. And I, I think the listening part is where the value is. So if, if franchisors are listening, again, Nick would make fun of me now because I keep recommending videos and I talk about videos, but if you take the listening and why people are there, how they intercepted and came to know your brand and have the conversation, you should be building your media around all of those pain points in a very genuine mm -hmm. way. It may be, you can't solve some of them and that may be a good video also and good content, but I, I, I think it really aligns um, with making that connection and then down the line, really getting to your point, uh, candidates that aren't a good fit explaining why and, and, and not. But also I think what sometimes franchisors missed on is we're talking about human connection and human interaction. We also know that franchise brokers are a critical role to franchise sales. What kills me is that I had really nice guy, uh, you know, and they asked, they didn't ask for advice. They said, Hey, we have this really great broker offering and didn't ask for my advice on it, but it, I didn't think it was great. And I'm not sure it was competitive, but I think too many franchisors or at least emerging don't make the connection that they need to build a personal relationship with the brokers. It's all relationship building. It's oh, all about that human connection, that trust. And I think they're missing opportunities there. Yeah. I mean, if I think of even just, how many vendors have reached out to us to work with SMB and our clients? You know, that's a valuable introduction. When we introduce a supplier, an IFA supplier or not, to one of our clients, 
that that shows a lot of trust, right? So if somebody reaches out and they're like, hey, I want to, I want to be able to do this for your clients and, and there's a real need, it still doesn't matter if I don't know what that person is going to offer. How are they going to handle uh, the relationship? You know, we say it's all about the relationship, right? And it is about building that trust. So, you know, just, I want to go back to your video comment too, is that you put out a lot of content and I think that the franchisors should do that because that way the candidate has the opportunity to do their research in their spare time, right? When they have the ability to kind of focus or not, I mean, they could watch it or listen to it while they're doing something else, riding the bike, taking their, walking their dog or whatever. Um, but they become more comfortable because they get to know you through those videos, whether you, they, you have a chance to ask them questions or not. So then when you get on the phone with them, you definitely want to find out about them, you know, let them talk about themselves. Right. So. No, I, I, I it, it's so critical, right? Um, brands that think I'm going to join a broker network, offer a broker commission that somehow that's going to generate deals. It won't. Right. Mm -hmm. And the brokers oh. are busy. You can even send a video giving a drill down of your, why you, why now a drill right. sheet. And yeah. saying, hey, you know, right? And it gets to all of that trust and relationship. Mm -hmm. And they don't know your brand until you talk to them. I mean, and if they see it, I mean, if if you go back and look at, you know, consumer marketing, you know, it used to be three, I just said this today on, on another call, so not to repeat myself, but, you know, it used to be three points when we had retail marketing, you had to have three different signs in order to make a customer come in and change their purchase. What, you know, they were going to buy a Snickers bar and instead you want to sell them a Hershey bar. That's a whole nother story, but now it takes more, right? So if you're talking to the brokers, if they don't know your brand, they've never heard of you. How are they going to represent you fairly to a candidate? Unless you have a conversation with that broker or consultant, they don't know you. They don't know the brand. Even right. if you have a thousand franchisees, they still don't know the brand. They only know what the brand reputation is in the market. They don't well, really know it. And it gets to your point about trust, right? Does the broker mm -hmm. have the trust in working with you? Yeah, because those relationships they have with their candidates, with their clients, who they're trying to help. You know, they may know those people in their community. They may have run into them at a, a networking meeting. And they've been talking to that person for, for weeks about, you know, hey, I want to invest in a business. I have $150,000 that I think I could pull together what should I do there? That's a trusting relationship that they have. And so for that, for that broker, you know, whether it's Lisa or Dan or any of there's a million, you know, there's a million names I could mention, but not a million, there's probably a hundred names I could mention, but for them to be able to say, Hey, Dawn, why don't you talk to them? They're lending you their trust with that, with that candidate. Right. And then, and then if you add and put all this together, you know, Nick is, and, and, and I, very strong advocate in discussing how long it takes to go from first impression mm -hmm. to when a lead engages and communicates with you, right? So as these leads are out there and they're communicating with your brand or interacting a little, they're also interacting with other brands. For sure. Right? So, so we assume you need to have a good business, good business model, good item 19, good validation. So, so that human connection is going to make every difference, right? In the franchise. Yeah. So Don, this is like, I'm glad Nick's on vacation. I, I, uh, 
I look, I'm looking forward to seeing having you more on Fran X. And then everyone out there, I mean, it's all about creating trust and building relationships. And this is Fran X.